Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Andy J Podcast. Hey, welcome to the latest Andy J podcast. Hope you're having a good week and you're keeping on, keeping on. We have a musical theme to today's show. Three members of a brand new boy band, we heard from the fourth last week, more on that in a second, and a singing songwriting sensation who's had a string of hits, including a massive, massive track with Ed Sheeran and another with One Direction. So, to the boy band. Well, they're called Boys on Block. They're a new band. They are featured from a bunch of former boy band members. So, Shane Lynch, you heard from last week. He's member number one. We've heard from him. Remaining members are Ben Afuedu from Fats and Small. Remember Turnaround? Got to t- oh, I'm not even going to try and sing. Sorry, I nearly tried to sing then. <laughs> I just kind of want to when I think of these songs. Anyway, Ben Afuedu is the second band member. Then there's Dane Bowers. He was in another level and he also had that big hit single with Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice, which nearly got to number one. Do you remember it was in that kind of two-horse race between them and the Sophie Ellis-Bexter track with Groove Jet Spiller and Sophie and Groove Jet they got the number one Dane and Posh just missed out and it was kind of tabloid tittle-tattle arm wrestling for a while now it was a fun time not kind of you know Blur Oasis tittle-tattle head-to-head but still bit of pop fun for a couple of weeks and the last member of the group is Abs Love who was in the boy band Five another band that you may or may not remember I must admit I have some vague memories of Five but they weren't my go-to you know nonetheless these four guys Shane, Dane, Ben and Abs have formed Boys on Block they have decided to put themselves back in the spotlight and they've started producing songs getting music out there and they'll be going on tour soon so today we are speaking to Ben Dane, Abs, and another singing-songwriting sensation. I referenced Ed Sheeran in One Direction, the magnificent Fiona Bevan. Now, she is one of the most accomplished songwriters on the scene right now. She's also a phenomenal talent in her own right. In actual fact, when we were chatting, all of these were truck guests, by the way. We went out in the Driven Chat truck before lockdown, and we spoke to all of them face-to-face, which was just glorious socially distanced of course and actually Fiona at one point bust out her guitar and sang a song for us which because this is a podcast we can't play for you but I would thoroughly recommend you checking out Fiona Bevan Uh, she's on Spotify and all the other places she's a real real talent and also the way she talks about songwriting if you've ever wondered what it's like to write a song or you've ever wanted to write a song or you've ever written one yourself you're going to hear from one of the absolute masters of their craft tips advice how to do it that moment of magic Fiona is very very special so those are your guests we have first up Dane Bowers then Ben Afuedu Abs Love and Fiona Bevan the Andy J Podcast pleased to welcome to the show Mr Dane Bowers Dane how you doing thanks for having me I'm doing all right thank you you are looking fiercely well I feel all right at the minute but I've had a bit of sun so 
always makes you feel a bit better. You got, I have yeah. to say, you got the silver fox thing going on as well. You're kind of yeah, rocking. Yeah, that it. wasn't by choice. That just <laughs> that just kind of happened to me. But to be fair, I've been great. I'd say since I was like 18, little bits. Really? Yeah. So I knew like I was going. I was going great. My dad was great from early. But then it's just gone. Obviously. I like it now. I'm, I'm, it I'm aiming for Scofie, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. I would say it's it's better than Scofie. You're, you're kind of midway oh, between. Did you watch Did you watch Neighbours back in the day? Yeah. There was yeah. like a Lachlan Fraser. Yes. Do you remember yeah, him? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's he a bit of that going well, on. Yeah. He had it early. And there's a little bit Clooney. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone will take a bit of Clooney. But um, yeah, I mean, Scofie's the man, though. He's like, he's been you reckon? there a while. Yeah, I kind of like his vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then you should tell him. Yeah, I've told him before. I've, told, I've, I've been on social media now, mate. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little a silver fox tag or whatever, and someone tags you in, and I'm sure someone tagged me with him. So I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for it. I'm getting there. Nice. It's good, man. Yeah. So the reason for the tan that you just alluded to, because of yeah. course you know most of us we've been stuck in our houses, but you're in Dubai now. I do. I live in Dubai. Hence the flip flops. They don't come off. Um, yeah, I've been there for four years now. Right. But funny enough, I did get locked out over 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 lockdown literally we were doing a gig in manchester in march the next day i was flying back to dubai stopped flights really so i was stuck in england for four months oh wow so yeah so which was it was okay i mean obviously i've got quite high risk uh, people in my family household so we were very strict and i was okay. in the house for a bit and then i had my own property which i'd moved into and literally going to the, the shops and that was it so it was a a pretty strict lockdown for me for four months. So why? Tell me why Dubai? Because I hadn't realised you'd moved there. Actually, I thought yeah. you were still here. Um, I moved. A friend of mine just said, "Look, why don't you come? I can get you a few gigs out there, DJ wise. It's a great lifestyle." Um, I moved there, and it and it really is. I love it. I mean, everyone's perceptions. Yeah, but you can't do anything over there. It's it's nice. It's, it's a great place. Yeah. Um, there are rules, and you know there are strict rules, but. If you don't mind following rules, then it's fine. And um, no, it's a lovely place. Sun's out every day. Yeah, so it's I'm a bit a hot at the minute. But I'm a fan. Hey, listen, policemen with Lamborghinis, you know. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> do have them. I think the police will have. They've got. I don't know. They've got a Lamborghini. They've got Ferraris. They've got Range Rovers. Everything. Have you pimped up over there? Have you been like, right, listen, I've got no, to get some wheels well, you know in Dubai. I've got, I've got a, a Jeep. I've got a really a really lovely Jeep Wrangler, which I had in England. But okay. Obviously, it just looked nice. But over there, I can take it to the desert yeah. and drive in the sand dunes and stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, That's properly using it as well. But Which honestly, is, you never bought it for that reason. No, here, definitely not. But there, I bought it. Souped it up. It's lifted. There's a group of us go out in the desert. It's, oh, honestly, This great. is the life, mate. Yeah, can't complain. Not Brilliant. Bad. Well, look, let's talk about you because you've had, I mean, you've had a really interesting life, to be fair. You know, you One can't... way to put it, yeah. Well, no, you, right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously, there's been some stories we yeah, can yeah. talk about then. But, but, you know... From early doors, I think one of the things that you must have been aware of that would have defined you is you've had this amazing voice. You've had this cracking vocal that has opened so many doors for you. Yeah, it's funny talking about it lately because a lot of, because obviously we're back singing um, with, with the boys on Block Boys and I've got a big problem with my throat. Like I've got a, a reflux um, problem which I need to sort okay. out and it's, to be fair, it's kind of my own doing spicy food and drinking and stuff doesn't help. <laughs> um, so I haven't been able to sing to where I used to be able to sing. And you would not know how frustrating that is until you try and do it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I haven't really been singing, haven't really been doing much. Um, but then as soon as I got into the studio and tried to do things that I should find very easy, I was like, oh my God, I can't do that right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, through lockdown, I, you know, I, I didn't drink at all and I did, uh, did a vocal for all my life and it was a lot better. 
So I've realized it's obviously me, it's the problem, you know, my lifestyle, my diet, whatever. So I've decided that well, as soon as I go back after this trip, I mean, this trip was, we've had a, a few lemonades, so, you know, because we don't see each other much. When I go back, I'm gonna look after my throat and try and sing again, because it's frustrating listening to the old songs that I used yeah. to sing and really good range, and, and now I don't feel I can do that, so. Mate, that's, I mean, that's practically criminal listening to it's, that, because yeah, that's, that's neglect. It does, it, no, it does, and it does feel, even for me, I mean, not, you know, I don't feel, oh my God, I'm wasting such a talent. I just feel like I wish I could do what I did before because yeah. it was, I loved it. And it was nice to be able to do certain things that people couldn't do. And no, that's not the case at the minute. So well, you can fix, fix that. that. You can, but that's yeah. the nice thing is that's in your control. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not my, like it's, it's my like, fault. Uh, no, you know, it's my fault. I'll fix it. But, spicy um, food, I can kind of forgive you for it, to be fair. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a foodie, so I cook a lot and I like, yeah, so. But there's a lot of stuff I'll cut out and, um, do you, know what, do you know what I've learned, uh, learned with age as well? Is that these things that we thought back in the day, oh, no problem. All these food allergies and intolerances now that we know about, mm. which we didn't before, we just used to just, just eat whatever, but they really do make a difference. Like dairy, for instance, for me, does me right in. Yeah. My throat does me in. And I love you know, my milkshakes and, and stuff like that. So learning those things now with technology and with and whatever we've got out there to kind of diagnose, and it's helped. Right, so right. I'm kind of... Yeah, it's that mad thing, age. isn't it? You can send off a little swab and you find out, yeah. you know, two weeks later, right, so I've got to avoid that, exactly. can't do that, and then suddenly you're fitting. Mind you. Your nan would be like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we, we used to, you know, we used to drink volcano juice, you know, whatever. Like, Love so, volcano juice, yeah. to be fair. I'm with uh, yeah, you I don't know where that. that came from. But, um, but obviously now, I don't know, we're a bit more open to what harms us. Mind you, the dairy thing, living in Dubai, not being able to eat ice cream, that and would There's all that sorts would now, so you can get... Dairy-free ice cream, carb-free ice cream. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? No, honestly, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. So let's kind of delve into the memory box, if that's all Go right. On. Because, you know, obviously you have stood in front of so many crowds all around mm. the world. You've be belted out hits that everyone knows. Yeah. You obviously have gone from another level. And then obviously the thing with Posh, where you were nearly number one. And you, I think you were selling yeah, rub it in. crazy records. <laughs> <in the> world. <laughs> well, we had Sophie in here a couple oh, of really? weeks back. And she yeah, kind yeah. of... She remembered that time. She thinks that she swung it off of a T-shirt. Do you remember? She was like Peckham or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. to be fair, they did some funny bits. It was actually a really good battle and it was good for both sides because, yeah. I mean, we ended up selling a quarter of a million records and become a number two. Which I mean, is, a quarter of a million records is nuts in a week. You can't, I mean, that's... Yeah, it just was, that would have got you number one every single week of the yeah. year. Yeah. Doubled over. Even when Brian Adams was smashing it. Yeah. You'd have, you'd have taken it. Yeah. I mean, and at the time, obviously, there was the rivalry and we were saying some things about us. She was saying some things about us and it was just what it was. Um, to be honest, the, the, Groove, the Groove Jet song is phenomenal. It's a cracking track. It's an amazing yeah. song. I, it's still in my set now. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, so there was always that, but we were like, well, obviously, we want a number one. Um, but I'm not sure I'm going to agree with the T-shirt swung it. All right. I'm going to agree with the last day, we were 20,000 ahead. And it has been said that they sent out a buying team on the oh, last really? day. That's what's been said. And <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that's a big team. That's what's been said. That's, that's a big team. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Does that still, because clearly, clearly you're aware of that still. That like 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. Does that still smart a little bit? Are you still a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Really? No, no. With I mean, all your hits and all your platinum. It would have been nice to have been a number one. And obviously right. for Victoria even more so. It was her, you know. De debut single. Yeah, I think all of the other girls had a number one, so for her it was a bit. Uh, even though we sold more. Um, well, you. you know. I mean, yeah. The thing is, you look. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. It was her debut single, but it yeah. was mostly you singing. 
Uh, no. A, there was a bit it? of her, but it, there was a lot of you. No, you'd be surprised. Really? Because I wrote it and, produ and we produced it. Um, no, it was mostly her and All I right. did the replies. The, the thing at the time was the argument was that because there was a lot of auto-tune on it. So there was that big thing, oh my God, she's got loads of... But that was just what the record was. Yeah, it was a was futuristic, it was robots, it was... Didn't think that no, was her. No, no, no. Um, and, and I've said this from day one, you know, Victoria, she'll say the same thing, like, she's not Mariah Carey, but she can hold a tune, and she yeah. can. She held the tune great. I think it was perfect for what it was. Um, it was innov innovative, really, I think, for, for what it was at the time. Garage was kind of what I was doing anyway. This was like a new take on that. Um, I, I, I still hold up and say it was a great, good track. great song. Yeah. yeah, it's a good track. Are you still in a WhatsApp group with Posh? No, I haven't <laughs> spoken in a long time. You're kidding. No, do you know, you just... But it's funny, you fall out of, not fall out, but you just fall out of contact right. with loads of people. Yeah. Um, same thing when I, I mean, I did Big Brother and uh, with Vinnie Jones and Stephanie Beach and we got on so well. It's like, oh, you know, we'll definitely stay in contact. And you do for a bit and then yeah. you just don't. Life, life goes on. And way, yeah, yeah, it does. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, if we saw each other, it'd be great little reunion and her and David were, you know, I loved them to death. They were great. So it'd be nice to see them at some point. Don't go for a curry with them. No, no spicy food. <laughs> but what is it that, because, I mean, you obviously, you must be aware, you know, you've got a big public persona. There's all sorts of, mm. when people think about you, they think about so many different tracks. Obviously, there's the Jordan stuff, yep. you know, with the big yep. toe and the sex tape and everything else. Yeah, I mean, comes up. you must kind of giggle <laughs> about that these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got quite a thick skin anyway, but it's been like 20 odd years for most of these things. Yeah. So, you know, you're taking a pinch. So it's part of just part of culture and part of my culture and what happened, really. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with everything, really. Don't be wrong. If people don't know me, I don't tell them to Google me because the things that come up at the minute, all the all the horrible, crappy, silly things that have happened. Um, and there, there's been a few of those. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not one for regrets anyway. Um, definitely things I would have done better. I was 17 when we started, you know, yeah. I was 18 when most of the things were happening. Um, yeah, so I just take it rough with the smooth, really. You know, some people will have a really bad, actually, idea of me, um, which I learned. And when I meet people, they're like, I really thought he was going to be a dick. And don't remember, really? I can be a dick. But um, but in general, just because of the public perception, people thought, oh, I thought he was going to be this, going to be that. Some people now, That's for instance. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've met people who goes, you know what, I don't like you. Last time I saw you, you said this and that to me and you were rude to me. You told me to F off or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, there's no way I would have done that. And I wouldn't have. So it's been some sort of Chinese whisper in their head. It might have been they've come up to me. I was busy. Yeah. I was. I, I will in a minute. Or I might have been a bit, you know, a bit harsh. Yeah. yeah. But definitely, like, it just, the, the, you know, the stories spindle out of control. Literally, someone come up to me and said, oh, you said this and this. And I should get up and do that. And I went, there's just no way I would have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You see, this is interesting because I've been the flip side. I've always right. had a soft spot for you. Right, okay. Some, I don't know why, but I've always just kind of thought, I like Dane Bass. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like, ashamed. Um, here's the thing. So, funny enough, I haven't done anything like as far as TV or anything for a long, long time. Yeah. But let's say when I go back to a TV show, I'll know a lot of the old school crew. Yeah. They used to be runners and now they're APs or whatever else. And I got on with everyone. Um, so that, as in the industry, as far as that's concerned, I don't think many people have got a bad word to say because... You know, my manners where I was brought up was always just be nice to everyone, and I and I got on with everyone. So industry wise, I think I'm okay. It's just the public perception. Okay, you know, sometimes people think this. They'll read a story, yeah. which we've all done. You read yeah. a story about someone. That's your only thing you can read. You've got to yeah. make your mind up on that most of the time. Well, that's must be true. Totally. Um, yeah, and that happens. Funny old world. Let's talk about if you were on a plane now. 
because right. you just said something. Give me a few hours. I'll you don't, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. It will be. <laughs> you know, you don't want people to Google the bad stuff. So you're sitting yeah. next to someone you've never met them in your life before. Yeah. They don't know. They haven't clocked it. They haven't gone, oh, this is Dave Powers. Mm. They don't know who you are. They say to you, you know, you're up. You've got another four hours left of the flight. You're getting on quite well. Everything's fine. They say, so what do you do? Tell me about you. How do you describe yourself? At the minute, I'll just say, oh, I'm a DJ. I'm in Dubai. I'm DJing at the minute. You keep it as simple as that? Yeah. What's the point in getting into it? <laughs> like, And then if someone says something, I'll say, oh, I used to sing a long time ago, maybe. Um, a lot of time you get people, I know you, I know your face. And I don't I don't give up that. I'm like, okay. Dear. I don't, I, most of my things, I don't know. I, I don't live around here, so I don't know. Do you know what? I reckon you should tell them you used to play for West Ham. Yeah, I, 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 have said some, I have said all sorts of things. Oh, yeah? Yeah, before I have. Funny enough, someone come up to me, and people get things wrong with the name. Um, and some guy come up to me, he was, a, he was a, he's funny as hell, he was an African guy, and he goes, I know you, Dave. David Bowie! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's me. me. That's me, yeah. <laughs> star. yeah. You're the star man. Yeah. Mate, that would be pretty special, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And wow, it's just wow, the wow. DB bit that gone, but... Yeah, it was um, close. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, yeah, I kind of... It's been a long time, um, and obviously in Dubai there's a lot of expats, so I, I do get recognised. A lot of people know who I am, but I just you just get on with life, and most of the time it's like maybe a little to do for ten minutes, and then it's it's whatever. So yeah, um, and we were big, and and I was relatively well known, but wasn't to the status of you know massive massive superstars, thankfully. So I can walk down the street and I'm all right. Um, I think if it was the, if it wasn't that way, it'd be very difficult. Especially when you're up and down in life. Like I've been up and down. Like I've had my highs and lows. Right. And then you do feel the, not the embarrassment, but you know you're not doing what people thought you were doing. They'd be like, oh my god, look at look at you know he's he's walking down the street. He's in a shop. Yeah. Um, but you know you get that, and and even DJing people, oh my god, you know how the mighty have fallen. I'm like, no, I choose to do this, and I get paid all right. Yeah. This is, <laughs> and uh, I'm doing pretty well actually. I do all this right. is work. Yeah. yeah. And I have my other stuff, and this is, and I'm enjoying this. Like you know. In Dubai, I mean, I, I DJ twice a week, so you know, and that facilitates I'm a pretty nice fun. life, I'm guessing. It's nice, you know. Yeah. You have to, you have to have other stuff, um, you know. There's, there's other money, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I make my living money. That's nice, man. Let's talk about kind of, kind of paths that you could have gone down. Because if I'm, yep. if I'm right, you haven't, you're not a dad, is that right? I am. You yeah. are. My yeah. bad. No, no. Do you know it's one of them things? So it was out very early because I never hid it, and it was right. a thing in the paper for a bit, and then. Because I didn't make a big thing of it, no one's said anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I you know, I my boy when I was just eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah. So wow. Long, long time ago. You must be an old ad now. Yeah, don't don't kills me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but obviously people just don't talk about it and never have spoken yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Um, I think more of those things were like when people hid or you know and kind of didn't admit to it. It was a big right. thing. But right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I hadn't realised that because no, no, no. I, I thought that would be something that you would have kind of look to have changed, but obviously you've done No, well, I've, so. so funny enough, um, I've had partners over the years that have, you know, important partners, like one partner I've on and off for six years, seven years. Right. Um, and she had a son um, who I took on at the age of one, so was a dad for all of that time. Situations changed where he's, you know, it just, situations changed, so that, that kind of went. Um, same with my, my last ex, really, same thing, had two children. So I've always had children in my life, um, and I've been a dad, yeah. and I've you know brought children up. Um, just not, yeah. I'm just not yelling about it, or yeah, yeah, not yeah. Really knows. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I was a family man for a very long time, and I, for that space where I wasn't doing anything, yeah. 
And then until I got Big Brother, actually, I guess. And then when I got that, it kind of started doing a bit more. You, you know, you just fall in and out of stuff. So, so what's the plan for you? Because obviously you've you've achieved so much in terms of if someone said their dream is, oh, you know, they mm. want to walk out in front of this crowd or they want to have a number yeah, yeah. or a platinum record. You've done all that. Tick, tick, tick. So what's the next sort of, what's the, your goal for the next decade? Well, funny enough, until I started doing interviews again with Boys on Block, I kind of, you not forget what you've done, but you just, is what yeah. it is. And then when you really go through it and you go through the list of what you've done, I mean, you know, I've done Wembley maybe 15, 16 times. Yeah, nice. I've done O2. I've done Party in the Park hundreds of thousands of people that one toured with Janet Jackson like, all, you know big things yeah. um, and you don't think about them because it was just part of your life and then when someone brings them up and you're like yeah to be fair that is pretty decent isn't it? <laughs> you know and that kind of rolls off your tongue as like this is what I've done yeah. now I'm just happy just go with the flow like I'm really enjoying working with the boys we're in the studio we never took it seriously at first but it's just been thrust upon us to the point where people like it and like what we're doing. So loving being back in the studio, even just doing this. You know, you got to a point where you do interviews 10 a day. Right. And even though yeah. I was, I've always been quite good at them, you get bored yeah. and you're like, oh my God. And it's very hard to say I'm refreshing. Like yeah, this just yeah. feels refreshing now. So it's... That's it's, all down to nice. me though, Dane. To, yeah, to be it's fair, I was going to say that at the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's probably the best interview I've ever done. Yeah. No, um, I get that a lot. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. can imagine. Um, but yeah, so so for me, everything's refreshed now. So at the minute, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. Um, as far as where I want where I want to get to, this is just so cool that we're just whatever. None of us are that. I love it. Not, not, not bothered, but we're not like desperate for it. Yeah. It's, we're enjoying it for the first time, you know? Not for the first time, but we can do whatever we want, and that's it with this. Um, this is really interesting, because I remember I was talking to Brian McFadden. <clears throat> um, good, good friend, Brian. He's, he's a good lad. A while back, and he was kind of saying, do you know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the most of the things now, because it was all just a blur when I was younger, Absolutely, and I yeah. now regret that it was a blur. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what the new chapter is about. Tr not trying to chase the the single sales yeah. but trying to live in the moment for once absolutely and it's the same with in so for instance traveling i've been to lots of places but i've never seen them yeah like i i forget i've been there someone said have you been there i goes, yes you have you were there oh my god okay yeah. yeah flew in flew out you know been to some of the most amazing cities in the world don't remember it. like i told my memory's bad anyway but don't remember <laughs> um and so with this like we do what we want now so if we go to a tv there's no, you know, the record company, there isn't, you know, we're our own record company now. So yeah. we just do what we want to do yeah. and we're enjoying it. And we honestly look forward to getting together because we're like, yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Um, so basically in terms of the future, the plan is just see what blows in. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, so we've got a stylist supposed to be coming today. I think she had a bit of problems not here. So this is what I rocked, This is what I got in the car in this morning. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. You'll do. It looked great, man. It's I like, love it. You know, but like before, you'd be like, oh my God, you've got to get changed. you got to do this. You've got to... Whatever, man. <laughs> just go with it. Yeah, and that's not like not caring. It's just like it doesn't. It's not a big part of what I need to really portray. Like I'm comfortable here, and like don't know if I was wearing pajamas, maybe I'd change. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, man. You've yeah. lived it. You know, you're comfortable in your skin. Yeah, well, you don't need to make. And that's how we that. feel as a, all four of us. Actually, it's the only way we work together. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm gonna. I know you've got a plane to catch, so I'm gonna wait for the stylist. Pretend to be you and get myself some new swag. Mate, do you know? What? Here's what happens with stylists though. They give you the clothes and they're like, oh no, it's a sample. We can't keep that one. Oh. We've got to keep the tags in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to like it. doesn't me. work. You won't be able right. to keep them. I'll, I'll suck it off then. Yeah. Dane, thank you, man. I wish you all My the success. Pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the video, hearing yeah, the tunes.
It's going to be great. Best interview you have ever, ever had. (laughs) (laughs) By a mile. Fantastic. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. The Andy J Podcast. There we go, Dane Bowers. He's back, baby. And uh, despite him having Dubai residency, of course, he is going to be spending plenty of time in the UK having lots of fun with his new band. Let's hear from, from Fats and Small, originally, his other bandmate, Mr Ben Offwedu now, shall we? Here we go. Ben, you've... uh... You have allowed us access oh. to this amazing... Tell us what we're doing here, because this is really cool. You said, come on down, we're shooting a video, yes. put a new group together, a super group, yes. come and be part of it. Tell, tell us. Uh, we are at the video set for Stay Another Day, uh, which we're, we're really uh, gassed about because it's, um, it's a cover of the famous E17 track. It went to number one in 1995, I think it was, maybe 96, I'm not sure, maybe even 94, I don't even know. No, 1995. All right. Went to number one, and um, yeah, and we're doing it with Tony Mortimer from E17. Uh, he's playing the piano on the track and stuff like that. I mean, no one knows, it's the big reveal. Um, and yeah, so we're on the video set of that, really, and uh, we're, we're out in Kent, and it's a beautiful place. We're filming in a, in a studio, and you know, there's all sorts going on, and we're all here, so yeah. Well, I love this, and what and I hope you don't mind me admitting this to the, to the nation, Ben, but obviously I, I was aware of your rider in advance. They have got the jacuzzi here with the outdoor TV for you. Exactly. So you're all Thank sorted. You. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, yeah, got the jacuzzi, got the champagne. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm celebrating. This time around, it's, I'm, I'm having a fantastic time, you know. Put together Boys on Block, uh, which is a band consisting of myself, Ben Afedu, Dane Bowers uh, from Another Level, Shane Lynch from Boyzone, and Abs Love from Five. And it's, it's like a dream come true. This We're is like, a super group. It's, well, thank you. Thank you. They do say that, but thank you. Yeah, no, it's the most amazing thing. And it's, um, for us, it's just four mates. Four yeah. mates get to hang out, make music together, be creative together and be in videos. And funnily enough, we always used to hang out anyway when we were in our different bands. So back in the 90s, when you do like the big shows, like the Smash Hits or Children in Need or whatever it was, wherever we were, we'd find each other in the, in, in the green room and just sort of hang out anyway. So this is a dream come true. It's taken us 20 years. <laughs> it's 20 years on now, crikey. Um, but yeah, but we're here. It's brilliant. Great. And actually, when, when you look at the ingredients of the four of you, I mean, never mind your experience in terms of what you can do in front of an audience, because if you add up the number of people that between you you've played for and the number of countries you've been to, it's most of the planet. <laughs> Let's be fair, you've yeah. done a lot of We've that. been around. <laughs> but also, you've got some singing skills in there, haven't you? It's not like there's, there's oh, well, there's the weak link from that band and that one and that one. You've got the vocal skills going on. Oh, thank you. You know, it's 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 amazing to get in the studio and record. And, you know, and, I'm, and, and funny enough, although we're mates, I'm quite, kind of like a fan of all the mates. I was a fan of Abs in Five. Dane Bowles has the most amazing R&B voice. Yeah. And they were a fan of my vocals, you know, they like the stuff I did with Fats and Small, so that's great. Shane as well, his whole swagger and the input he brings to the band and the look and everything like that. And he tells us, you know, what to wear. And it's just brilliant, it's brilliant. It's. I was gonna say, you, you can literally take component parts from your different experiences, yeah. but I do have this kind of vision of yourself and Dane in particular in the vocal booth, almost having a cappella offs. You know? They they do say that, yeah. We done we done um, the leading single for Stay Another Day. Actually, funnily enough, Abs does the most amazing um, vocal on Stay Another Day, um, and the sort of the, the flip sides that we did all of my life, Casey and JoJo, and yeah, it's me and Dane going back to back. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> going back to back for the fans. <laughs> I you love know it. what I mean? And it, it's amazing because uh, what we do is we go in, and it, and it, and it's it's no it's not even any competition. Um, but but we sort of go in and we we sing we all sing the song. And whoever's sung it the best makes the cut. 
it's quite funny like that. Like yeah. Live Aid. Yeah, it's a that's bit like Live Aid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit like Live Aid. Everyone sings everything and then they use the best parts and stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's good. It's good. It's really, we are, I mean, I've, I can't actually believe it's happening. We're enjoying ourselves so much because yeah, it's just like, it's not like coming to work. It's just fun, 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 fun. Jokes, laughter. And it's, you know, 25 years because we really know each other. Yeah. So we yeah. know how to like, you know, get each other or play jokes on each other because we just know each other's personalities. It's amazing. Mate, this is lovely. Let's let's talk about the expectations because, of course, mm-hmm. you've all lived it. You've all had your hits. Yes. I mean, you know, you've obviously mentioned Fats and Small, which is how you exploded onto the screen. Right, which, yeah. which was, I mean, you know, everyone's just like, oh, my God, this guy can sing in the track and, you know, it's hitting wow. the dance floors and we were loving it. Mm-hmm. But obviously now, here we are 20 years later, like you said, 25 years later, and it's... You know, you're putting this group together, which you're referring to as fun, which is fantastic, mm. isn't it? But you've all had hits. Yes. So is there a degree of, do you know what, if this doesn't get top 10, we're going to be a bit miffed? Um, no. I mean, the pressure's gone. That's the thing. Um, I think the fun's there because the pressure's gone. I think in the days of Fats and Small and uh, and Five and all that business, we were just under a lot of pressure mm. to sell. And a lot of the pressure was put on, put upon us by the record companies. And even bands, you know, another level never used to talk to Five. Five didn't talk to Westlife. And it was all that kind of thing. And sometimes the record companies pitted us against each other. I'm from a dance scene, so it's slightly different. Where the, yeah. the, the dance culture was slightly different. But I sort of, because the record was so big, it kind of leaked into pop culture. So I ended up touring most of the time with S Club or Five or another level or whatever. Um, but no, there's there's no pressure. And I don't know, I think in those days, you there were certain benchmarks you had to hit. You had to sort of make the record, then you had to be on top of the pops, you had to be on CD UK, you had to do all these kind of things. And we were all blessed enough to be able to do that. Nowadays, it's quite fragmented. Quite fragmented. People go to different streams, uh, media streams, to, to get whatever music they kind of want. So there isn't, the whole world is not really looking at you. And so the pressure's not there, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. But for us, um, yes, of course, we want you know we want we want our album particularly to 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 do great numbers. We'd love a number one album. Um, we think that we've we've hit a nice market. Um, I think we're aggressively making records for thirty to fifty year olds. Do you know really? what I mean? Aggressively, yeah. as, as in as in when you're young. You, you, I think there's a forgotten market actually. I must say that. Um, I think. Between 35 to 55, people have forgotten about people that like music and we're making music for those sort of people. Definitely. You know, um, it's the middle market. It's your Virgin Radio listener, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I don't, I, I think that they, people only think that they come about during Christmas time. And I think that that's why Michael Bowell and Alfie Bow and Bradley Walsh and all these people do great numbers at Christmas time. But no one worries about them all through the year like what they're listening to and I think that they they like a bit of Stormzy and they like a bit of the young stuff and then they listen to the heritage bands but there's no one in that space really maybe Michael Bublé but apart from that there's no one really there and so I think Boys on Block fit that. Do you know what I really like about this Ben is that you have just shown exactly why this is a compelling project because you're a smart man and Thank you've you. lived it. Well, you know, you've just talked about demographic and audience reach and, you know, the, the, the kind of space that you can step into. Yeah. And I doubt, mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I doubt 16, 17-year-old Ben knew yeah. much about that or even cared. Yeah, definitely not. I, I, think, I think let the young be young. And so, you know, when I don't, when I, I mean, I like all forms of music, but sometimes I listen to things on the radio and I don't get it. Right. But that's cool. You know, I'm not meant to get it. You know, I'm not that age. And I think... The great thing about being an artist and being a musician is just be true to yourself. And that's all Boys on Block is. It's just a very true, we're just true to ourselves. 
we are of a certain age, making music for a certain age. And that's it. And it's cool if everyone likes it, but we know kind of who we are and we're not trying to be anything we're not. And I think that's really, really important. And it's not even about when people say, oh, you know, some people say, oh, you look young or whatever. Look the best you can look at whatever age you are, yeah, yeah. you know, and that and that's the kind of thing. So there's, there's a lot of that with us. Although you, know? you say that, right? You're all pretty much the same age as me. Right. You have somehow managed to choose the four of you who have weathered the best. Oh, I mean, thank you. You don't look any different. <laughs> you know, Shane's got a few more tattoos. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Abs has lived a life, right. but you can't really tell these days with his clean living style. Yeah. And Dane, from the looks of things, all he's done is dyed his hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, 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 he's our silver fox, Dane. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's our George Clooney, George Clooney in a van, Dane Bowers. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's um, there is something about being in the music industry, and. Um, I suppose because a lot of music comes from the young and it keeps you young, it's energetic. You listen to music all the time. I mean, I carry around a, a boombox because we always like to set a vibe. If we're going into a place or whatever, when we go to do our sign-ins or whatever, we, you know, we're always carrying music with us. And it's a kind of old school thing, just carry, carry the music and set the vibe. Um, How much does this go into, Ben? Because now I have visions of you doing your food shop. And I quite like this. Oh, I right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle, <laughs> you know, get the boombox. If I'm with the boys, middle, I'm in I'd, the house. I'd literally carry it around. If I'm with the boys, I mean, when you're on your own, it's a bit, I don't know. Uh, but we'll, just, I'm just going to the post office, love. There's something the boys bring it out of me. So but when, when I'm with them, we just we just set, set the vibe and music. I mean, music is the most amazing thing. And it just really, really sets, sets a tone for wherever you are. You know, I mean, today we're coming to a studio and we're going to be playing music all day. So it's not really necessary. But even off the camera, there's some hip hop playing in the background somewhere, and it just sets a, it just puts everyone in a good in a good space. I think creative space. I love as it. Well. Let's talk about you because you've lived a fantastic life since Fats and Small was kind of was a big thing, and then it just just sort of slowly faded out, didn't it? Yes, you know, you, yes. But you've still had a terrific career. You've branched out. You've been presenting. You've done some cr like crazy celebrity-based television stuff. Mm. You, I think you've been engaged. My maths is a little bit ropey, right. Ben, but, but the last time I tried to count, I think you've been engaged to Vanessa Feltz for 200 years. Is that 230. right? 230. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long engagement. Again, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a must. I mean, if that ain't broke, don't fix it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's how we kind of feel. Um, me and Feltsy, man, we just, I don't know, we, 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 uh, we were kind of dating secretly for about six months before we told everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just found a woman of my dreams, man. I've just found the woman I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I'm really happy with it. I think when we first got together, there was a bit of a media backlash. There was a bit of like, oh, what's he doing? You know, she's a little bit older than me, and people were like, oh, I don't think she's going to last or whatever. And 14 years later, you know, yeah. we're still we're still rolling along. Listen, there's grandkids on on the firm now. There's so many different things that have happened, and yeah, we just enjoy each other's company. Really, um, we were we were mates before. So we would see each other at celebrity events and we'd always end up in, in a corner talking about this, talking about that. And then, you know, we just, and then we started meeting each other as mates for dinner. And then one day we went for breakfast. So you see what I did there? <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, it's just that. And then, and, then, and then, yeah, 14 years on, we're here and we're very, very happy. And um, we're completely comfortable and we do a lot of stuff together. We've got the same sort of genes, so we're quite competitive. So we do a lot of game shows, TV game shows, and that. Some we win, some we lose. We win usually quite a lot, but we are, we look at You've each other. You've been very successful. I mean, you won, what, about 150 grand, wasn't it? For that? Yes, and it nearly was 250,000 uh, yeah. pounds. But um, the bit they cut out of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was um, Catherine of Aragon has a fruit on her coat of arms. What is it? Is it pomegranate, a pear, an orange or an apple? And... My instinct was just going, pomegranate, pomegranate. It's like something shouting in my ear. And I said, it's pomegranate. And Chris Tarrant at the time, he said, oh, Ben, do you actually know that? And I said, 
well, no, I don't. It's just my gut instinct. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, you, you shouldn't do it on a gut instinct. And it's money for charity. And no. you're going to look terrible if you lose £75,000 if you get it wrong. And if you don't actually know it, you shouldn't really do it. But he doesn't, he didn't realise all I've ever done is survive on my instincts. You know, Vanessa yeah. is highly educated, you know, Cambridge first, everything. And I ain't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So my whole thing's on vibe, you know, music, everything's on what I feel. Love it. Um, and uh, so I didn't go for it. And, uh, but we still won £150,000 for breast cancer care. Amazing. And then like when, when the cameras was off, he looked at the answer and it's pomegranate. He oh, could man. not believe it. He couldn't oh, believe man. it. But there you go. He should have written a hundred grand to himself. You yeah, know, just, yeah, 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 there totally, there's totally. The, there's the difference. So Chris, if oh, you're so watching. Let's, <laughs> <yeah>. let's <laughs> re-record it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it <laughs> anyway, it's the magic of television. Yeah. They could have gone, anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. 150 totally. grand is still amazing. Yeah. I have to ask you about wife swap because uh, I still can't quite get my head around how you survived. Yeah. Vanessa yeah. had Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels. Yeah, legendary. You were in with Debbie McGee. Yes. <laughs> it was, um, you know, we're, it's all cool now. It's all sort of blown over. Um, it was the first time that I'd ever done anything other reality TV. And I was only ever judged for the music. Yeah. And uh, halfway through the week, Debbie was really, really cool. Then halfway through the week, I don't know if the cameras put, up, put her up to it or the production team, because what they do is the production team, they kind of, which is built on conflict. That's, that's the funny right. thing about that show, yeah. which is great television, but in real life it's kind of weird. So you'll get like the researchers and stuff, they live with you, so they're constantly on you. Right. Then they ask you a question and they stir. Mm. They actually stir mm. things between each other. And, uh, and, that, and I, hadn't, I wasn't used to that. I was only like, you like the record or you don't like the record. That's yeah. how my life was. Then halfway through the week, Debbie sort of switched and done this whole thing. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, my gosh, I didn't really, it, it was quite shocking. You, mm. you could see there's a part where she's talking to me in the kitchen and she's being quite like rude and stuff. And I just couldn't, I just, I sort of zoned out. I was thinking, yeah. this, is, this is so embarrassing. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, now I'm used to it. Um, and they kind of put her up to it. And I think she was just trying to make good TV or whatever. But we kind of fractured our relationship because we got on quite well, but that kind of fractured it really. Of course it was. And then, um, but after, you know, it was all, all good. You know what I mean? It's only a bit of TV and it was a bit of fun. But I remember taking it very, very seriously at that time because yeah. I didn't understand reality TV. And it's, it's a weird thing, you know, when you start. I mean, now all TV is reality. But in those days, all, I only got on TV because I made records. And, that right. was, and I'd go on TV to perform and talk about the records. You know, pretty much what we're doing now, talking about music and talking about yeah. stuff like that. But I wasn't aware of people doing stuff for ratings or doing all that. You know, that culture wasn't as big as it is now. Um, well, now it's just everyday culture. But then I just I just wasn't ready for it. So that was a it was a I found wife swap actually quite tough. I bet they weren't getting any, anything from uh, Vanessa and Paul Daniels because they were professionals. So right. they so they so knew what to do. Yeah, the team couldn't uh, manipulate them. Right. So they but they could manipulate me and Debbie. Although yeah. they, they could manipulate me because I didn't really know about it, and Debbie just wanted to do it. So yeah, pay. That's a tough one, man. That's a funny yeah. one. I've got to ask you, and I might be misguided here, so mm. apologies if I've got this wrong, mm. but religion plays quite a big part in your life. Is that right? Uh, yeah, massively, really. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I'm a Christian. I've been a born-again Christian. I've never hid that fact, actually, since 1991. Mm. So pretty much all of, all of my career. I mean, even with the facts of small stuff, if you go back and you listen to a lot of the stuff, it was gospel-led. Yeah. It's all gospel singing. The, the boys were just great fans of great voices, and that's all. They didn't really care what the actual words were saying. But if you look at... The first Fats and Small singles was Turn Around, Feel Good Tonight. And it was to turn around and feel good tonight, to turn around and feel good right now. Yeah. So it was all positive and uplifting, but it was a sentence. So, you know, turn around, 
feel good, you know. And, uh, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? It's quite an arresting vocal. It's like a preacher, isn't it? Hey, what's wrong with you? Yes, it is. That's beautiful. Yeah. There's so, some pipes, man. <laughs> I could listen to that all day. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so it's quite an arresting vocal. Like a preacher would say, hey, what's wrong with you? You're looking kind of down to me. It's not over yet. Things are going to turn around. Yeah. And so there, there was really a positive message behind that. And then feel good, the same thing. And tonight just means like right now. The music's going to get you tonight. The rhythm's going to get you tonight. It's that kind of thing. So That's brilliant. You're a very yeah. inspiring man, dude. Oh, I'm really, really chuffed to you. be with you. And you converted Shane, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah, I didn't really convert him. Well. Um, but, you know, he, he um, and, and Abs is very, very spiritual as well. So it's all, it's all you know, uh, uh, yeah, Abs will tell you about his own walk. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, me and Shane used to hang out and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, he just was running through some, I mean, he'll talk about it himself, but, he had some really like dark times in his life and stuff like that. And uh, some spiritual times, if he talks about it. And he was getting some visitations and stuff like that um, from the spiritual realm. And uh, yeah, and he asked my advice about it. And I said to him to, 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 I said to him to say a prayer. And he did. And it worked for him. And he's, you know, he just changed his life changed. So yeah, I suppose there's a, there's a real sort of positive foundation. I mean, my, without my faith, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be in the music industry. I think in the entertainment industry and the music industry, you need a lot of faith to kind of carry on because you get, it's feast and famine. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're having some amazing times and really, really good times. And sometimes it's, you know, it's rough. It gets really yeah. bad or, you know, you might not have the record deal or the things aren't selling or, yeah. you know, so certain things happen. And I think with faith and believing that there's a purpose, like I believe Boys on Block has a purpose. Right. Um, and, and that's why I think about the demographic. It's all based on my faith. I think about the demographic and the market and we're here to do something. There's a reason for us being around. I think we are hopefully an antidote to such troubled times. And even more so this year has shown me, you know, people, people want what they know and they know what they want. And they need a friendly face. They need a hug. I know there's social distancing and stuff like that, but people need, Boys on, Boys on Block is like a hug, it's a smile, it's a friendly face, it's a face that you know from times before that were good. Love and it. every single time you listen to our music for three minutes and 30 seconds, I just want you to escape. I think music is like a time machine. It's the only thing that you can listen to and remember the first time you heard it and go back and just reminisce. Then when the record stops, you're back in the present day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I and, and, and that's so I, I think, and, and, I, and I hope with Boys on Block, I mean, the album's called, the working title of the album is called Boys on Block Present the 90s Reframed. All right. And, uh, and I think music, and it's a celebration of great music, the soundtracks to our lives. And it's a celebration of, of, of the 90s was a great era as well for music and its covers. But I just think there are great moments in music and we're just reframing them. So music's like Brilliant. a picture, but it's like putting a new frame. You know when you move house and you reframe a picture to go with the new house? Yeah. Well, the new house is 20, 20, 2021. That's the new house. So we're taking great moments from the 90s and bringing them now and, and reframing it. So, yeah. What a great idea. Mate, I wish you only success. I think Thank it's going to be a big hit. I think you're an inspiring guy. I know oh. you're the kind of, you know, driving force behind all this. And, you know, you, you deserve all the success that's coming. Thank you very, very much. Bless you, mate. Cool. Happy days. The Andy J Podcast. 
I tell you what, I found Ben lovely, lovely company. He was just a really friendly, you know, someone that just seems to smile with the, the very core of their being. That was Ben Afuedu, really lovely guy. And uh, I loved how open he was about his long, 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 long engagement with Vanessa Feltz. And the fact that it just works for them is great. OK, one band member to go. We are three down because we heard from Shane Lynch last week. So let's have a quick check in from five with Ab's Love. The four of you together, you feel like such a friendly, happy, talented, clever group of lads. It's I'm really clever. <laughs> no, I'm clever. You're clever because uh, you've lived it. You, you draw on experience. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean, maybe um, I find like honestly not been around these boys for maybe 10 years, like on and off, 20 years maybe going back. Yeah. Um, I DJed with Shane, uh, with uh, Dane back in the day and Ben, I'd bump into every now and again and boys and there would be some kind of stupid animosity for no reason. You know, he'd walk yeah. past and be like, what? He's a really nice guy, do you know what I mean? You yeah. don't even give it a minute. Um, and now, Ben and Shane are like my guardian angels, like literally one either side of me. In this mad world that I've come back into again, they're making it all right. Because yeah. I, mean? I had a breakdown, I was like, I'm not doing this, man. This whole industry is just, uh, it's demented, it's demonic, it's evil, it's cold. Man, you get chewed up, spat out. And it's like, it's the same thing over and over again that you see happen. So I was wary about it. And then actually meeting the boys and talking to them and hanging out and then off of the boom of Pride gig. And then it's just kind of, we've walked the path. We've not had to make it or build it. Yeah. And it's just literally, got, and I'm like, okay, blind faith. Let me just step. I'm stepping in blind faith literally every day. And it's been a blessing every day. And so I'm grateful for them so hard. Man, that's really yeah. nice. And then it's kind of that. Then you know, like with Dane, you're good, but it's gonna you're gonna get into trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not as angelic as the other two, but um, we can all have our moments, of course. I'm far from perfect. Well, you know what they say that when something is meant to be, it's easy. That, that literally that man. It's not even had. To, we haven't even had to try. So if it's meant to be, yeah, then it's a blessing. It's like ordained. You know what I mean? Or however you want to see it. Four guys from different bands. It's a unified thing. We'll get along, man. It's all love. Like we're trying to make like good music, we're trying to bring it back for the people, bring that nostalgia back again, yeah. um, and do it the way it should be done. You know what I mean, it should be. Well, let's. I mean, let's talk about you, man, because Abs Love. You've used the word love. It's the rebrand, isn't it? You have. You've changed your name. Mm. You've set up this new focus. Mm. There feels like there's a new you yeah, on the yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, let's absolutely. let's let's tell me about it. Boy, well, the new Abs is. Um, I was, it's a funny thing you say now, because I saw a picture of myself and I was like, man, I was like maybe 17 or 18. I was like, man, let me go back to him and go, listen, man, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And I would do everything different. I would do everything different. Really? Absolutely everything different. Why would I do it the same again? That's, that's a definition of madness. Do it all different. So do everything different. I look back on my life, I think, yeah, I've changed my name to love. Like, why? Like, why love of all things? Like, because that is all there is. Because, of course, you, I mean, you've lived it. You know, you've had you've had these amazing highs with Five. You know, you've done things on the stage and in front of the crowds and all that that people could only ever dream of. But you've lived the reality of it. You know, we from the outside looking in think, wow, that must be the coolest life on the planet. But that, that wasn't the case for you, was it? Uh, it has its bumps, ups and downs. And what's crazy is I was wilder after the band. Mm. And I thought I was like, and then for a little while after that, I got really wild. Like I got rock and roll wild, like yeah. rock and roll, like... <sighs> So uh, there were two occasions I felt like my heart was like pumping out of my chest. I remember these like specifically. And I heard a voice like, you got one more, one more chance. I was like, fuck it, I'm out. I had to get out of where I was in the situation that I was in. Um, and it was heavy, man. This is the end of the rainbow, isn't it? Yeah, oh, nearly. I'm, I'm sort of on the way. I've climbed the rainbow. Now I'm like, woo, you know that bit down into yeah. the pot of gold. Yeah. So I'm just at the top now. I'm just like ready about to go. 
Because I'm looking forward to that, man. Um, and, and doing it with these boys, we want to be doing it with anyone else. Do you know, they've, everyone said the same. The, the spirit. That they want to do it the, with me. Yeah, they, of course they, they want to do it with you. The spirit, man, the spirit between the four of you is just, it's joyful, it's lovely to witness. You know, I can't wait to see what happens with it. It's really great. It's so interesting to hear you talk like this. You know, if you could buy shares in people, I'd be buying shares in Yeah, man, buy sh app shares, buy some shares in love. Yeah, I'll you get, be You get love, love vouchers every weekend, man, like 10% off of pair of knickers as well. <laughs> the world should invest in Come love. Come on, bro. Invest in love. That's a beautiful thing and that's all we need, man. It's so cheesy. But you know what? I'm bringing it back. I don't care how cheesy I'm. I'll be that idiot hugging a tree. Everyone's like, look at him. But you know, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm shining love, man. You know what I mean? It sounds to me like you're going to be hugging more than a I tree. I want to be you're a tree. Be, you're going to be hugging your own tree. Yeah, so, yeah, give me. So that's the plan, is it? Mm -hmm. the, the plan is, obviously, the band... Clearly great things are going to come. You put four mates together like this with the mm -hmm. vibe and the spirit you've got together and the attitude you're all showing and you're all pulling in the same direction. This is going to work. We can see that. But what is it for you personally? What is it that you want? I won't tell you my ultimate dream. Okay. So you have to protect yourself. All right. So all I've been trying to do is protect myself moving forward. So I don't say everything that I want to do now. It's no one's business. And when I do get what I get, you'll know because you won't see abs anymore. I'm missing. Really? I'm gone. You want to disappear? I'm gone. Yeah? I'm gone. You ain't seeing me ever again. You ain't hearing me, man, ever again. What's out there is out there, and I'm missing. I've got a mission. I've got something that I want to do, that, that I need to do while I'm on this planet still, that I have to do. And if I, if I can get as close to that as possible, um, before I, like, next, next plane, next whatever, man, then I'm good. Uh, but I've got a few things I need to do that I'm not going to jinx it, but these boys are helping manifest that. I love it. So we don't get to know what the big plan is because the ultimate plan is disappear. Achieve whatever it is and then you're there. You're happy. If I'm right, um, yeah, yeah, I won't get, yeah. Basically, it's, it's along them lines, man. And um, I feel like there's enough, there's enough negativity on the world. There's enough darkness already. Um, so I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna bring a huge amount of light onto the planet and then I'm gonna disappear. Love it. Abs, what a, uh, what a fascinating chat. You yes, sound, you sound you. like you're in a really solid place, Bro, which is it's fantastic love, it's to love, hear. Man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. I love it, man. I wish you only success. Appreciate that, man. And it takes one to know my brother. It really does, man. So what you're doing is making a difference by even having us. We appreciate the time. We need all the love we can get right now. It's, it's, we, we give you all the love <laughs> yeah, we've got. Yeah, man. That's we love. love my blessing. Love Thank it. you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Fantastic. The Andy J Podcast. There we go. Quick chat with Abs there. Now then, time to switch it up and talk to a singing sensation that's nothing to do with Boys on Block whatsoever. She's a standalone singer, songwriter. She writes for major, major artists. She's got a string of platinum hits in her arsenal. And yeah, wonderful. This is the resplendent Fiona Bevan. Fiona, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I mean, honestly, I've obviously been a huge fan of yours for some time now. I had the privilege of seeing you live last year. And since then, well, that's basically when my Fiona Bevan obsession began. Ah, thank you. You know, because genuinely there are times in life, I've been to a lot of live music, and there are times in life where you kind of you go to a gig with very low expectations. You just kind of think, okay, well, you know, it was, you were on the bill with a few artists. And I was like, well, I've heard of one of them and that'll be fine. And you just kind of stepped up. And you had your guitar, and oh my goodness me, my world changed like that. The, the talent that came out of you was unbelievable. Thank you, that's very kind. <laughs> it must be something you're quite used to hearing as well. Oh, well that's a nice thing to say. Well, I'm quite um, humble and modest, I have to say. I mean, 
I guess you don't carry on gigging and carry on doing it if you don't get nice feedback. So it is a mutual exchange of love, actually, doing a gig. You know, I'm pumping out love at the audience. And if you get it back, then you carry on doing it because it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But yeah, it's my favorite thing to do, to play and to write songs. And, you know, that's why I'm just doing it all the time. I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got to talk about, you know, your career has been quite incredible. I sort of said at the start, you know, if people haven't heard of you yet, because in my view, you're very much in the, in the kind of you're about to break through. You know, you're, you're what I consider to be on the verge of greatness. I really am oh, convinced that stardom is, is, is definitely in your path because you've proved it with the hits you've written, which you must now, <laughs> after the fact, be kind of like, why did I give those songs away? Because you have written some of the most successful songs of all time, haven't you? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've written a lot of songs for a lot of different people, um, and some of them have really, really gone out there into the world, like, you know, One Direction, Little Things, which I wrote with Ed Sheeran, and I've written for the Backstreet Boys and Lewis Capaldi, Tom Walker and Aurora. Um, some amazing new artists as well, like Joy Crooks, who's just coming up, who you'd absolutely love. Um, so, so like all kinds of people, really. And then, yeah, the whole time I've been keeping my artist career bubbling along a little bit, but now I'm making my own album. So like, hopefully that's going to be out um, probably early next year. But you know, it's like, I need both of those things in my life, you know, right. writing songs for other people and connecting with people and speaking, like helping them say the things they need to say. And then also doing my stuff and still getting out there and playing and meeting everybody and like making albums and having vinyl and, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that. really interesting. You use the phrase, you know, helping them say the things they need to say. So yeah. does that mean that when when you work with an artist, you know, let's let's use the, the, the big hit that's, that started your career, you know, yeah. Little Things, the, yeah. the one you wrote with Ed Sheeran, because it was, what, number one in 13 countries. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> just incredible. You know, does that mean that, that, that an act or another writer comes to you and says, okay, listen, Fiona, here's a theme or here's an idea or here's a riff or a, or a lyric that I think works, or, does it all, or do you just kind of hang out with them and get a vibe? Well, I suppose every single song is kind of born in a different way. You know, sometimes the artist walks into the room and they're like, I've just broken up with my boyfriend. And then they're just like, ah, and it all comes out and you sort of help, you give them a bit of healing actually by writing a song about it. Or sometimes someone comes in and they're totally burnt out. They've been sent out to write every day for like a year and they're just like, I'm empty. And then I go, well, I've got this little idea. It kind of feels like it could go with your voice or... So, you know, I do quite a lot of preparation. I listen to people's voices and I try and find that special place in their voice where... Like, every singer has some real magic places in their voice. Like Adele, for example kind of always hits these like huge big notes where the whole audience is just like ah, you know and it's so like everyone's and Tom Walker's got this really bluesy growly place in his voice where he just kind of roars yeah so I'm always like looking out for that special magic thing and then like trying to write a song that really means something to them and is going to mean something to their audience and really hits all the sweet spots of like the musicality of the of them, you know what I mean? I love that. I love yeah. the idea that you just start with the roar. You know, yeah. hey, right, I'm, I've got Tom Walker in the studio. There's got to be a roar in there. Yeah, so there's, well, there's a roar. Around about yeah. 42 seconds in, there's a roar. And then up to that point, you know, then yeah. we'll take it to the next phrase. Yeah. But when you say, when, when you know, you know that it has to mean something to them, how do you get in their heads then? How do you kind of... Because that means you yeah. have to be very empathetic, right? Well, yeah, I think you do actually to write songs because you, you're trying to write something that is going to connect 
to human beings on planet Earth, like regardless of where they're from, what language they speak sometimes, you know, what they've been through, who they are. You know, you want people to just feel your song. Mm -hmm. And so I think it does take a lot of empathy. And I think I spend time like getting to know the artist and finding out about their hopes and dreams or the difficult things they've been through. Or if they haven't really lived yet, I, you know, then maybe we'll like, I don't know, every artist is like so different and sometimes they're writing about something they want to do if they're very young and they haven't really like left home yet or you know like, yeah. so it's, it's different every time but it does take a lot of empathy but really I just try and like get to know someone, get to know how they tick and what, how they feel about the world and what they want to say because it's a chance to say something to everybody you know. So it's almost therapy in a way as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, often it really feels like I should be a shrink. <laughs> Do you ever get that kind of get, get to that point where you're just like, this song is exhausting me? Like mentally, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, well, I've definitely walked out of a day of songwriting and been like, a kind of, and felt trauma of my own come up. Because, you know, I'm often drawing on real emotions, real things that I've been through, and using all of that to write the song because it's got to be real and it's got to come from a real place. So yeah. even if I haven't been through the exact thing that the artist is trying to write about, I'm like accessing mm -hmm. things I have been through and all the emotions I've got. And I think, you know, sometimes at the end of that day, you feel like you've got it all out of your system and it's so cathartic and amazing. And then other days you're like, okay, now I need to go to therapy. <laughs> like, it's wow. just like, uh. <laughs> so it's a mixture, you know. So you never quite know how the day's going to go in that sense. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it as well. Like every day is different and every day is a fresh challenge. You learn something every day and you meet extraordinary people every day. It's a really amazing life. It's not easy, No. it's amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, it does sound remarkable. I mean, obviously yeah. you've got this tag around your neck, which is multi-platinum, <laughs> you know, which I think we can apply to, to many, many of your songs. But, you know, there must be a moment, I'm guessing, it sounds like I'm not asking you a question, but I really am. Um, let's say you've just put some chords together or, or you know, you've just written a hook or something or, 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 or you know, a lyrical phrase that works. Yeah. When do you know this, this is going to land? This is, this is definitely a hit? Well, you never really know if something's going to be a hit because there are so many circumstances that can make or break a song and it's... There's a lot of magic and luck in, that, in the process of, of how a song gets out there into the world. But you do know if something's really good and you do know if it's magic. And I'm always trying to find the magic, you oh, know? Yeah. Like, and you know because everybody in the room feels it and gets excited. And you, sometimes you think, well, we've written something fine, but, sorry, like, sometimes you think we've written something fine, but then you get the artist to vocal it, and while they're vocaling it, you make some little tweaks, and then everybody's like, okay, now it's magic. You know right. what I mean? So we're always like f trying to find that sort of holy grail of like the je ne sais quoi, of like, what is it? Is that special quality that makes it just, you just, you just know it's got something, you know? Sounds yeah. like a lot of it is also about the vibe. You yeah. know, you, you've, uh, presumably you've got to, you've got to really, for a short while at least, totally love the person you're writing with or writing for. Yeah, definitely. The vibe in the room is so important. Everyone's got to feel relaxed and comfortable and happy 
like they've got to feel relaxed enough to say a really bad idea. Okay. Like I actually think there's no such thing as a bad idea because someone says something and they're like, this is a bit rubbish, but, and then that leads to another, then someone else is like, well, oh, but how about this? And then you're like, okay. And then you have to feel really relaxed to like throw these things out. But there the are some bad ideas, Fiona. Like if I said to you, Fiona, I really want to write a song. <laughs> Woke up this morning, I needed a poo. That's probably not a great opening line, is it? But I'd be like, hmm, okay, maybe we could actually just write about your needs and <laughs> desires in general. Maybe like less specific. <laughs> has anyone like really, I mean, obviously not the poo thing, but has anyone ever come to you and like, I, I don't care what else happens in the song, but it's got to have this. This is a bit that I think is really clever. And you're just like, huh, come on. Well, yeah, that is teeth. hard. That is hard. But I suppose sometimes if someone really believes in something, you've got to be like, okay, I'm just going to, Try and trust you and they see really where it goes. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes you just got to see where it ends up. And then if it's not working, hopefully everyone will know. But, you know, you, ha you have to be very, like, diplomatic and you have to treat everybody's ideas with respect. Like, I try not to use the word no in songwriting sessions, which sounds like such a hippie thing to say. But what I really mean is as soon as you start saying, no, that's not very good or like, mm, you just shut people down. And right. I've had it done to me as well. So like after someone does that to you five times you're, or whatever, you're really afraid to say an idea. So I try and keep everything like really positive. So you go, yeah, and, or like, or you just roll with things because you know it's going to lead to something better. So it's like, it's a very odd sort of juggling act. And you're trying to keep it all in the air until it takes shape. It's a very odd process. Yeah. It's magic, though. It is magic. It's alchemy. <laughs> I want to watch it happen. Um, Fiona, how did, this, how did this kind of start for you then? Where did it come from? When did you realise, oh, I've got, I've got a real gift here? Oh, thank you. Well, I suppose I started writing stories. Like, as soon as I learned how to write when I was a little kid, I started writing stories. I think I was read a lot of books, so I was always really immersed in stories and narratives and adventures and stuff. And... And I started writing poems when I was like 12. And then I started writing songs when I was 13, even though I didn't really know, like I wasn't really brought up on a load of pop music, you know, and, but I was really intrigued by it. And I just tried to like absorb it all. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I was writing songs, you know. And then I got into a band when I was about 15 with some friends and we just like wrote all our songs together. We had the best times. We went gig. We like learned how to do gigs and just played in like local venues and you know Brilliant. bandstands and so. And Did you change your band record. name loads? Oh, yeah, a couple of times maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but we just like did a load of experimentation really in every aspect of it, and I think it taught me that there are no rules, and it taught me that you can make anything you want to make. You just have to make it. You know. Yeah. And it, it taught me the freedom and adventures that music can bring you. And like, I've never stopped ever since really, you know. It's so inspiring so. hearing you talk. So, oh, so, has, so have, you ever, have you ever had to have a real job per oh, se? Yeah. I'm not yeah. dismissing songwriting is <laughs> not a real job by the way. It's, a, it's, as you say, it's magic. But like, have you always just been able to make money through music? No, I've done, I've done all the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've done a lot Lawyer, of Lawyer, doctor, oh, accountant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, um, I suppose, yeah, I've supported, you know, I've been working jobs since I was 15, actually, or 13, mm. really. Um, 
you know, I've worked in, I've done, even from like starting to babysit when I was little, but like, you know, I've worked in shops, I've scrubbed floors, I've made coffee, I've done waiting on tables, you know, like, I've been a PA, I've worked in a bookshop, I've done like proofreading. I've just done like so many weird different jobs, but always so that I could like clock off at 5 p.m. and go and do that gig around right. the corner or right. like go and do a songwriting session or like record some vocals or something for someone. So it's always like facilitated me doing music. And now I've been full time making music for about seven years. And every single day I'm still like, this is amazing. Like I will never forget what it's like to scrub floors. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And I really appreciate these opportunities so much because it's like, I just want to make music. So when know? that first check landed, where you knew, right, this is enough so that I don't have to scrub floors anymore. Yeah. I can be full-time music. Yeah. What was that like? It was overwhelming, you know, because I needed it so much. Mm. It came at this time when I'd been, you know, working part-time jobs for a while and just about had enough money to get by. And I was gigging all the time and selling CDs at gigs and stuff. And I was just kind of surviving. But I wasn't really, like, living, you know. I was just surviving. And then when the One Direction song came out and it all really, really kicked off, yeah. it was just like beyond my wildest dreams, really. And it, I just cried. Oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, when that all happened, I just cried, you know. It was so overwhelming. Like every piece of clothing I owned had holes in it. You know, yeah, I've been, yeah. you know, like I've been trying for a little while and I needed it. And then it came and I was just like, just couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then ever since then, it, like who wants to be one hit wonder? I've been like working, working to like try and make a really solid career that's gonna last me forever and just trying to expand that base of people who I love, who I wanna work with and get more music out into the world, more of my own stuff, more stuff for everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. You're magic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Thank thanks. you, Fiona. You're magic. <laughs> the Andy J Podcast. Well, that is it for the show for this week. Thank you very much. If you have made it to the end, wow, you're my favourite people. The people that listen all the way through, you get a gold star or whatever you could give yourself. A big pat on the back. How about that? Thank you for your company. I really appreciate it. Special show ahead next week. Um, I think, I'm hoping, we're going to be having a full feature-length interview with one of the most notable radio broadcasters of a generation, Mr. Simon Mayo. So do listen out for that. Thank you for your company today. Tell your friends if you've enjoyed the show. If you haven't enjoyed the show, don't tell anyone. Just keep it to yourself, yeah? <laughs> you take care, stay safe, and I will catch you next week. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the Andy J podcast, we'd love a review. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, why not tell your friends? Podcasts live and die on, well, often word of mouth, so please tell your friends. Like, subscribe, review, and share. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.